Hello, and welcome to the Ground and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Estenson-Williams. I'm a Minnesota-based marriage and family therapist, yoga teacher, and I create mental health content to help you ground and grow. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's begin. Okay, so today's podcast episode is pretty special to me. Um, This is a few of the biggest lessons that I learned in my first year of motherhood. And I am doing this podcast episode right before my little one turns one year old. Um, You'll be getting this a couple weeks later, a few weeks later, so um, it'll already have happened by the time you're listening. But as I'm recording, we are approaching that big first birthday, and I'm going to share a few of the biggest lessons that I learned in motherhood. And these are some things that I certainly knew about or maybe had worked on in in different ways in my life, but uh, doing them in motherhood was a totally different and its own huge learning curve. So the first one is that my child will tell me what she needs if I can learn to listen to how she communicates. So, right, we all know babies, when they are first born, especially they don't talk and they don't have a ton of ways of communicating. A lot of it is just crying or different sounds or different movements or things. So, um, We have to learn how they are communicating to us. Now, for me, we initially were navigating lots of different feeding struggles. Um, I, in my mind, thought we were going to have a smooth breastfeeding experience, and I wanted to nurse her and um, just kind of have that experience for both of us. And that is not how it went. We had... Uh, jaundice things that we had to take care of right off the bat so she had to use bottles to get that milk in quicker and then we also found out she had like all the oral ties which made feeding really tough for her and by the time we figured that out and started working on it she had some pretty strong bottle preference Um, and what I learned about her early on in this is she is strong-willed and she (laughs) will do what she wants Um, and so, you know, I, I tried all the things I did all the quote unquote, right things to, uh, try to get us back to a nursing experience that I had in my mind. Um, and that's just not what she wanted to do. She's like, the, the bottle works for me and that's what I'm going to do. Otherwise I'm really going to let you know. And so early on, I had to learn, okay, she's going to let me know what she wants and, it's my job to listen, right? As long as she's getting fed and we're navigating that in a way that works, um, it's okay. And, and so this was certainly also practice of acceptance for me. And um, I think that was really helpful going forwards, you know, after those first really, you know, tough first few months. Um, knowing that she's going to let me know what she wants and and I've got to listen. Otherwise, um, we're going to just feel really stuck. It was really helpful with uh, figuring out sleep because she's also a sensitive little one who needs lots of sleep support. And so she really let me know um, 
what kind of support she needed to sleep her best. And there would be phases of time that she didn't need a ton of support. And then there are phases of time that she needs a lot more support. And so she can really communicate that to me. And by now I've, I've kind of picked up on those cues, but it takes time. And I think it's going to certainly be nice as she's entering toddlerhood. Um, she's starting to communicate more about her preferences and uh, things that she wants to do or times where she needs more activity and more stimulation and times when she doesn't. And so for me to really notice like, okay, she might be seeming really fussy right now or um, she seems to be having a hard time what is she communicating, right? She's, she's communicating something to me. And so how can I really tune in and listen to that? Um, and, and if you are a fellow parent out there listening and you're like, oh, I don't feel like I'm doing that all the time, right? Sometimes I just get frustrated and I'm not really tuning in, like, same, right? Like, <laughs> I think it's important to know that we're not going to be perfect at this stuff all the time. Um, and it's okay to have moments when we're kind of like being willful about what maybe needs to be done. And that's totally okay. And that's totally human. Um, but practice makes progress, right? So the first one is, is listening and knowing that my little one's going to tell me what she needs. The next one, um, ties into that pretty well, I think. And it is, I'm not just learning to become a parent myself, um, I'm learning to become her parent. So I think out there, if if you are in any bit tapped into like uh, the parenting social media, like <laughs> whole grouping of things, uh, you know that there's a lot of people that tell you you should do one thing or you shouldn't do another thing. Um, this is about how you feed your baby, how your baby sleeps and how you support or don't support their sleep and how you do all these different pieces and things. And, um, I think it's important to know that there is no one size fits all. And I've heard from people who have multiple children, like you're going to parent your first kid one way and your second kid is going to be like, surprise, I need to be parented a totally different way. So if you notice you're struggling to apply all these different lessons on how you should or shouldn't parent and you're struggling with it, it's because there is no one size fits all. And in some ways, I think it's great that we can have access to so many different ways of doing things because then it gives us options that we can do trial and error for and figure out what works best with our personal style of parenting and our preferences and what works best with our little one, because they are going to have their own unique preferences and style too. And so it's lots of trial and error. It's lots of practice. Um, and you are learning. You you didn't uh, birth this baby or, you know, whatever, whatever way your little one got brought into your family. That didn't happen and... and click you snapped your fingers and you knew exactly how to be a parent in general let alone their parent it takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of mistakes and that's okay and as I'm saying this I'm like okay Kayla remember this in a moment when you're struggling right like it is it is okay for it to feel like a struggle and it's okay to get it wrong sometimes um we don't. We can't really figure out how to get it right, um, or in a way that works, without navigating the ways that don't work so well. So that's okay. And then the last big lesson that I have for myself here is um, 
that I have to practice what feels hard to be able to work through my anxiety or my worries or things that I'm struggling with. So for me on my, um, both, both on my pregnancy and postpartum experiences, anxiety was, it, it took the show, right? And it's no surprise to me because anxiety is what shows up when I'm in times of transition or times that feel tough. Um, and then you add in all the hormones that just, it's like, yeah, of course I'm going to be feeling anxious. Um, and if, if you follow me on social media, you've probably seen me share a bit or some of my recent podcast episodes about, um, the mental health and the perinatal phases. Uh, I really struggled in the first few months, right? So we were navigating some different like health and feeding things and, um, she was a, you know, colicky, fussy baby. She was having a hard time too. And it was hard for me. And then sprinkle in that postpartum anxiety and oof, that was challenging. Um, I had lots of worries about her being safe. I really worried about sleep. I really worried about other people caring for her. Um, even people that I totally trusted and they were part of our support team, um, sometimes even my husband, right? I was like nervous to like not be the one in control, even though I knew he could handle it. I knew he was going to do a great job. Um, and then once I returned to work, we are so lucky to have uh, both grandmas on duty for uh, helping out when I'm working. And even though, of course, I knew that they were going to do a lovely job keeping her safe and keeping her as happy as possible. I had a lot of anxiety because uh, I wanted to have that control. I wanted to know what was going on and um, feel like I could, you know, do what was needed to keep her safe, even though I, I logically knew she was going to be okay. And so this took practice. Um, I could logically know it, but I had to go through it to feel more comfortable with it. Um, and so did my baby, right? So she struggled and she had you know, a lot of her own separation anxiety with me at different phases. And uh, sometimes she'd have a hard time um, being watched by anyone else. Um, when grandmas would be here watching her, sometimes she'd just fuss and fuss and fuss until she'd finally like pass out for her first nap with them. And um, that was part of the process for us all, right? So little one had to learn, okay, there are gonna be times when I'm with grandma and like that can actually be so fun. And now she totally loves it. She, you know, when either of them come over to watch her, she just like jumps into their arms. She's so happy to see them. Um, and I feel so much more comfortable too, right? So it's taken a lot of practice. For me, it was a little bit hard to gain confidence around like leaving the house to do something for fun for me um, and not feeling guilty about leaving my baby at home. And I'd feel... Uh, all the emotions and I feel anxiety wondering how she's doing and all of these things and it took me a lot of practice to feel more comfortable with it recently I met up with a friend out and um, you know I, I was able to reflect on wow I used to be so nervous and I'd like check the monitors to see how she's doing out of a place of anxiety um, and now I can just know okay she's fine and even if she's fussy or upset or whatever she's fine she's gonna be okay I'll be back in a couple hours and we're all going to be okay. So you have to practice it. Um, 
it's one thing to logically know these things, but then we've got we've to put it into practice. And it means we're going to feel uncomfortable for a bit. Uh, when we put things into practice before the anxiety feels a bit more confident in it, um, it feels uncomfortable. And so we practice and we practice and we practice. And you can do it in baby steps. It doesn't have to be uh, going off for a weekend stay without your little one um, as a first step, right? It, it could be uh, going for a walk while they stay home for 30 minutes and knowing that they're going to be safe with whatever caregiver is watching them, right? So we practice. So uh, this um, episode is maybe a little short and sweet. So those are, I'm sure I could like go through a ton of different things that I learned and experienced for myself, but these are the top few. Um, and it's been kind of fun for me to reflect on those early days that felt so tough and to see not only like of course the joy of like now she's almost a year and seeing everything that she can do and all that she's grown into like that is just so wonderful and so fun and exciting um but I think as parents like that that first birthday is something for us too where we get to really reflect like how have I grown? Uh, what have I learned this year? <laughs> and uh, it's a big hurdle to jump through. It's, you know, I, I'm sure each year has its own unique challenges, of course, but this first year is it's packed with a punch. And so my recommendation to all of you new parents out there that might be listening is, you know, take some time at, at different periods of time, right? It might be when they're six months old, as well as a year old, as well as, you know, three years old, right? So we can, we can do it throughout their whole life and reflect on like, okay, what have I learned in this period of time that I've been a parent, right? Which is a fun thing. And we get to keep growing and keep learning and keep being imperfect and continue being human, right? Um, yeah. So that's what I will leave you with for this topic today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I referenced any links in this episode, you can find them below in the show notes. If you like the Ground and Grow podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review from wherever you're listening so that others can find us too. If you'd like to be the first to know when new episodes are coming out, you can subscribe as well as follow me on Instagram at Kayla Estenson Wellness for all updates. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.